Hello, Kristen here. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to tell you that the antidote is a thing that's happening. It's a series of monthly gatherings that will help you return to your body and your being over and over again in the face of, you know, 2024, election insanity, climate change, global wars, your own personal stuff, other stuff. It's crazy out there. And it's easy to abandon yourself and freak out. The antidote is for bringing you home to yourself so that you can be safe in your being even when the world outside of you feels objectively unsafe. And because everybody's marketing at you and there's no reason for you to believe me, you can head to jointheantidote.com to grab a free recording of the first session that happened this week so you can feel it instead of thinking about it to see if it's a good match for you. That is jointheantidote.com. Scroll all the way down and you will see a place to pop your email address in and grab the recording. Hello and welcome to this episode of That's What She Said called How to Get Anywhere You Want to Go. I have timed this so that you in podcasting land uh, are hearing it at exactly the same time that I'm delivering some form of this speech as the first opening lecture at Brave in Laguna Beach. So uh, just to add to the cosmic listeningness. Yes, I know that's a made up word. I decided to do that. So if you're listening to this, uh, so are the people at Brave. And this is uh, what we're talking about in the first of a series of about seven lectures. And uh, I'm telling you right now that if you're like, dude, this is fucking awesome. Tell me more. Go and get the recordings. KristenKelp.com slash Brave. $99. Bada bing. Bada boom. This is what it's like, except that I can't do Q&A for myself. So there will also be Q&A in their version, and I can't do that with you. Um, but you can always email me questions, k at kristenkelp.com, and, uh, and we'll call it good. This is stuff that I'm nervous to share, that I've been working on for a long time, that I'm, um, I'm really, really trying to bring words to things that have lived beyond words in me for a long time. So bear with me. Forgive any pauses and uh, and let's talk about this. How to get to anywhere you want to go. So, I I notice a lot. It's like my part of my job is just to uh, to notice and then tell about it. And what I noticed with programs and and programs and programs and programs and all the things was that they tend to break things down into steps and then. If you get lost after step one or step one doesn't go as planned, then steps two through seven are completely useless. And that happened again and again and again, like module four didn't work. And so then everything after module four is off because you didn't get it. Or at step one, you got confused, you did an exercise wrong, and then it's over. So a lot of what I've been trying to do for the last five years since I gave up on step-by-step programs is just pay attention to what will get you where you want to go without having to have this locked in step-by-step rigid numbered system, right? This is it. This is what I've got. And it's, um, it seems to be true, meaning that if I'm a scientist, this is my hypothesis. I haven't found the parts where it's not true yet. So stick with me. Okay. So 
if you can, in any given moment of any given day at any given time, you have some place that you want to go, you have some place that you want to become better or different or improve or just manage life, you want to get in touch with your desire or you just want to make dollars without it being a big fucking deal. You want to grow something, you want to scale something back, anything you can imagine. It's going to rely on three things to be ultimately deeply, um, not just successful in a material way, but fulfilling all the way down to your bones. Because that's what I'm going after. How do you get to fulfillment all the way down to your bones? This is my hypothesis so far. First, if you imagine with your hand outstretched that you are holding three threads and that the minute you let go of any of these threads, life is going to shift and it's not going to be as good as when you have a handle on the three threads. The three threads have nothing to do with your, um, with your finances or your social media following or any of your traditional trappings of what you would think of when you think of, oh God, if I let that go, it's going to be terrible. Okay. The three threads are the physical world, the interior continent, and the truest work. Again, let me explain. So the physical world you know this. It must be managed. It's composed of your animal bits and your muggle bits. When you, as an animal, when you eat only Twinkies and you don't drink any water and you sit all day long and you don't sleep at all and you have no sex ever, uh, your life is not as good <laughs> just in a purely fulfilling animal sense as those people who um, take time to have nutrition and to hydrate and even just to stretch while you're sitting at your computer or your desk and to sleep a, you know, a, what we consider excessive amount of time in America, which is eight or nine hours, um, and to have sex, right? Those are the physical world and you can't, those are kind of the foundation that you can't get away from. You can't have this meaningful, wonderful, fulfilling, massively beautiful life and ignore all of those elements, because the, you will just starve and die, right? Like we just, we can't ignore, as frustrating as it is, we can't ignore our need for food and water and sleep. Like that's, and that's so frustrating to me, honestly, but it, it has to be managed and it has to be managed every day. You can't just bank your water and drink it once a week. I tell you this not because you're stupid, but because I have been like, why? Like that's one of my laments in life. Like why can't I just batch it, eat once a week and have it be like amazing and then just not have to eat or drink water for the rest of my life or at least the rest of the week, right? When you're in the physical world, which is I would say the vast majority of the time, you're also in the muggle world, the non-magic world, which means that there's time and everything is like that starts at 1021 and it's very important that you be there at 1021, whatever it is. You uh, experience reality, so it's time outside of flow, Meaning that when you're in flow, you have this beautiful moment when you're in a yoga class and you have no idea how long it's been. You know it's supposed to be an hour long, but it could have been three days or three minutes. Like you're in flow and you go oh, and you come back into, okay, now time is proceeding in a linear fashion. Maybe for you, it's when you write, when you make something, when you walk in the woods, when you swim, when you – there's some action or activity that you have access to or that you used to have access to and now deny that allows you to access flow. When you are not in flow, you are in physical world, regular, ordinary muggle time that seems to proceed as there's a minute, there's another minute, there's another minute, there's another minute, right? 
The physical world also concerns boundaries or the lack of them, uh, which we'll talk about in greater depth in a moment, and obligations. So in the physical world, you have to wake up and get your kids to school because if you don't, they'll haul you away to jail because your kids have to go to school. Like obligations that are not optional, those live in the physical world. And that's where most people reside in the physical world. That's one thread. The second thread is the interior continent. Um, you might describe it as your soul, but I think that that brings in all sorts of religious and spiritual things. The interior continent is just all the parts of you within yourself that are unknowable to others unless you specifically and directly articulate them. These parts are most likely to be skipped or ignored. Um, they're accessed through exploration and expression. There's no way for me to know what's happening in another human being's interiors, in their thoughts and in their soul and in their deep movements of, of their humanity without them in some way expressing it. And usually that's going to be through some form of art or speech because it doesn't just come out in, in perfect form like a, like a printout you're going to have to put some effort into expressing it and exploring it. The exploring is far more important. The interior continent doesn't necessarily move the productivity needle forward. So when people are pushing and pushing and pushing for more and more and more and more productive days, what they're often taking away is the blank space where you can access the interior continent or the moment when you take 10 minutes to sit and to be with your thoughts so that you know what is going on within yourself. That's the interior continent. When you lose that thread, you're going to lose parts of you that other people won't be able to articulate are gone if that makes sense, that you've spent no quiet time with yourself for the last two weeks, you have no idea what's going on in there, you're just trying to survive. And people will say, oh, you look tired. And you'll say, yes, I am tired. But there, there's something in there that's like you, you aren't as in touch with that interior continent thread as you were in the past, but ne nobody's ever going to articulate that for you. And because what's in there is often not measurable, it's not like, well, I'm 38% awesomer today doing, do, due to doing my interior continent work, because there isn't any genuine scientific measure of what goes on in there, it's easy to skip. So when you're willing to access the interior continent, you're able to access stillness and intuition, and you naturally take care, better care of yourself because you can also hear your body. Um, you are actively working on input and filling the tank. I believe it's episode five, if that's what she said, input, output, if you want to go back to that one. Um, you have some form of self-expression that, that you use on a regular basis, and you self-express in ways that are not necessarily obvious. So spending more time in my interior continent this year means that I made um, wilder and weirder fashion choices because they more accurately reflect where I am right now. And is that a big deal? Uh, no. Is that just one facet of a much larger, unknowable continent that lives inside me that I'm always trying to express, but that's ultimately unknowable to others? Uh, yes. So we have the physical world. We have the interior continent. Um, I want to read you a poem, actually. This is from Today Means Amen by Sierra de Mulder. It's called Tonight in Yoga. And uh, it's 
about the interior continent. Tonight in yoga, I realized I have been afraid of meditation my whole life, which is to say I have been afraid of myself my whole life, which is to say my whole life I have been afraid of the anti-silence of my thoughts, which is to say I have not been myself my whole life, which is to say I'm sorry, which is to say my whole life has been, oh, I'm so sorry, which is to say don't meditate, just apologize. Don't worry, just be worried all the time, every day, for your entire life, that you, your heart, is broken, like an engine, like a wine glass, like an oven you can't even stick your head in. It won't work right, can't love right. But tonight, in yoga, I realized for the first time that breathing is not the process of being filled and emptied. Breathing is the act of actually making love to the whole world, which is to say the world is your lover, which is to say love the whole world in all its sweaty folds and scabbed pockmarks, which is to say love your dirty corners, your stock-like legs and barrel hips, love all the no and the no and the no that brought you right here to this moment and love the yes. The yes, the breath that's found its way to you, built a home in your blood cells, changed itself to better suit you, and for it, tonight you say, I was made to breathe and move and give, which is to say, love, love, I was made to love. So that, that we spend a lot of time being afraid of the interior continent, but it's actually one of the threads that we desperately need, because when you drop it, you lose these vital assets that live within you and you can't hear your own deepest, softest, tenderest expressions of who the, the whole of your being wishes to be in the world. And then we have the third thread, which is the truest work. The truest work is not accessed by thinking, planning, researching, or strategizing, which I think is one of the things we get really wrong in the way that we handle the truest work. The truest work is most likely hinted at through states of flow. Where do you lose time? Where are you like, oh God, that just happened? Because typically magic makes time a little bit wibbly and you can't really keep track of was that two minutes or was that two hours? And you genuinely have no idea if that's a state of flow. Notice when that happens. That hints at your truest work. The truest work can only be accessed by being entered into. So that's where the, the brain and the logic and the, okay, I'm going to, um, I'm going to write the book and it's going to take exactly eight weeks. And that breaks down to, uh, 400 pages, which breaks down to X pages a day, X words a day, X words an hour, um, X hours of work per day. Like you just, it doesn't, the truest work doesn't work that way. The truest work is where you stand and acknowledge that you have these gifts and that you're going to give them back to the world in some way. That's where your truest work comes in. And the facets of it to pay attention to are your A-plus talents. Those things that you do that are easy as breathing, that are so simple that you assume that everyone else can do just like you, but that actually they can't. And so, oh my God, your A-plus talents are these things that you, you carry around with you assuming everyone else can do, and that's not true. And when you can see that, you can be like, oh, that's really easy for me, and I can give that back without running myself into the ground versus me doing calculus, which would run me completely into the ground instantaneously. That's not one of my easiest breathing talents. 
The truest work is also accessed through consistency. When you come to be with your truest work or what you suspect to be your truest work on any given day, because that's all you can do. When you come to be with it daily, you have a relationship with it and with its evolving nature. And you're going to have fear and excitement in direct proportion to the deepening of the work. But that's part of the game, your truest work. So the three threads are always shifting. They are never static. The physical world, the interior continent, the truest work, they are full of subtleties and each one contains infinite depth. So one is not better than another, um, though the physical world has to be managed in order to access the other two. Because a human with two weeks of no sleep is a human that cannot access the other two, no matter what. So this is where we talk about boundaries and this is where they come into play because relationships and rhythms govern these three threads and these three threads govern your life. So relationships and rhythms govern your life. Um, before 2012, um, I had no acknowledgement of the physical world. I would do the bare minimum to be a walking brain in order to do what I had to do, but there was a no, absolutely no relationship with the physical world in terms of taking good care of myself and nourishment and hydration and movement and sleep and sex and whatever. Like those things were completely uninteresting because all my body has to do is get me from point A to point B to talk and be a brain and it had better shut up about it. So that was not so good. Um, and that was how I came into being completely disengaged from my own body in terms of diet and exercise and hydration. And I couldn't breathe in 2012 um, through or below my solar plexus. So um, belly breathing and when I ask you to breathe into your crotchels sometimes, I was unable to do that in 2012, completely and totally, without exaggeration. It was shocking, okay? And in the interior continent through 2014, once I got some physical world, took two years notice um, until 2014, I was ignoring my intuition about a lot of things. I was ignoring my intuition about my marriage and therapy, and um, I was ignoring my intuition about how long the marriage should go on because six weeks in, I knew it was wrong, but I was now eight years into the marriage. That's a lot of ignoring of intuition. So if you ever feel like you're being judged because you're not accessing enough of your interior continent or you're like, she has this shit so together or whatever asshole brain is going to tell you, no, six weeks in, eight years. Okay. That's, that's a long time to live in an active state of ignoring, shoving down, pushing or otherwise um, rubbing up against not listening to what my interiors were trying to tell me. And then the truest work, which kept creeping in, like it was related to writing and it was related to teaching, but I kept getting it just barely right enough to keep going, but not really right, um, has led to to this space where I talk and teach and there's poetry and there's making space for truth-telling about the state of your soul. So the three threads are desperately, desperately important and you are capable of handling them, but they're going to require daily access, often multiple times a day. The physical world wins out because it seems the most urgent, um, but necessary and important are not the same thing. So if you feel this vague sense that life is kind of terrible, but you don't know why, 
or life has lost its glow, but you don't know why, or you have quote unquote, everything you've ever wanted, but you don't feel like you do. Are you, are you holding all three threads in your hand? Because if not, that's probably it. Are you holding the thread of your truest work and are you doing it every day? Are you holding the thread of your interior continent or are you trying to stuff down and ignore what's going on in there? And if you're like, I have no fucking idea what you're talking about, please listen to the Long Journey to the Body podcast because that's I, – I understand completely. Used to be there. Totally outlined that in that podcast. Okay, so how to get to anywhere you go, where you, anywhere you want to go involves boundaries. Boundaries are the art of teaching people how to treat you. And the reason we have boundaries is because we have to manage the three threads. And if you have to manage the three threads, including your interior continent and your truest work, you're going to require way more time to be with yourself and your work and your life than if you were just in the physical world managing sleep and eating and hydration. So that's why we do boundaries. That's why they matter. That's why everybody's talking about them. But I, it's hard to articulate why, and I really wanted to be clear in way longer speech than I usually do about why it's so important to have boundaries. Because it isn't just I'm being a dick or I can't stand up those people or I'm just being mean or I'm just taking care of me and that's selfish. It's about protecting all three threads because the three threads are going to take you where you want to and need to and ultimately are destined to go. So with boundaries – this is, grab a piece of paper, grab a pen, whatever it is, how many lights on your dashboard are blinking? Meaning, if you imagine your life as a jet engine that has to get from here to 3,000 miles from here, at what point would you run out of fuel to get there? Because most of us as humans don't have enough fuel to go that far in this metaphor. But how long would you last before, like a mile, three miles, five miles, a thousand miles? 1500 miles. This is before, if you're a plane, how many lights on your dashboard are blinking before you just tank and crash and it's all over. I want you to keep a track of, and I'll tell you when, um, each one that you answer with a um, yes, or if there's a number, give it a number because it's a quiz and we'll talk about it at the end. So how many times in the last week have you said you're busy? Each one counts as one. So if we're keeping points and you said you're busy five times, it's five points. If busy is your best word in the world that you use all the time, 47 points. Do you feel overwhelmed, out of control, freaked out, or stressed the majority of the time? Yes is a point. Do you feel depressed, lethargic, or like you just don't give a shit the vast majority of the time? Again, yes is a point. Do you consistently fail to follow up with clients when they inquire about your products or services? Again, yes is a point. Do you have a client you'd like to get rid of, but you haven't disentangled yourself yet? Yes is a point. Has it been more than a week since you achieved inbox zero? Yes is a point. And if you actually laughed out loud at that, you get two points. How many things have you been meaning to outsource, but you haven't gotten around to it yet? Meaning to is, of course, in quotes. Or you're going to do that later. Or you're going to hire somebody for that later. Each one of those things that you have yet to outsource, those are points. How many programs or products are sitting on your hard drive waiting for your attention? So I'm not talking about freebies. I'm talking about you have paid money for products or programs that are sitting on your hard drive waiting for your attention. 
Each one of those is a point. Do you have any projects, pieces, or kits at home that you haven't yet installed, crafted, put together, or paid someone else to handle? I know that's kind of vague, but that's also like, okay, there's a bookshelf in the corner, or there's this thing that needs to be fixed, or there's this thing that needs to be put together. Any of that stuff that's like, yeah, I'll get to that later. Those are points. Is your relationship with your partner strained, stressed, or being swept under the rug because you're too busy to handle it? Yes is a point. Is the same thing true for your kids? Yes is a point. Is the same thing true with other important people in your life? Yes is a point. Has it been more than a month since you hung out with friends or family members because you wanted to, not because you had to? Yes is a point. Has it been more than six months since you last took a vacation, meaning more than five days away from home and unplugged? And unplugged is the key. Yes is a point. Can you remember the last time you spent 24 hours without your phone? If you can't, you get a point. Has it been more than six months since you last worked out three times in a single week? Yes is a point. Has it been more than six months since you last had a date with your partner or significant other, if you are partnered or have a significant other? Do you recall, and has it been more than six months, than the last time you spent a day not achieving on purpose? So a full day off, do you remember that? And has it been in the last six months? If it hasn't been, that's also a point. Okay, the point of all that is to say there are lots of things to take into consideration when we're considering the physical world, the interior continent, and the truest work. So how many lights are blinking? Ideally, it's five or less. Five. <laughs> uh, when most people take this test, especially if they're – even if they're paying for coaching with me and we've been doing it for a while, um, typically the answer is more than 15 so you're not alone. If it's whatever it is, it's it's fine. Um, these are just things that most people don't consider when it's like, why, why do I feel this way? And what is going on? Because all of these things are affecting how much you can access the interior continent and your truest work. Because the physical world has to be cleared and protected and and boundaries have to be made. Because otherwise, you just lose the other two threads. And then life is deeply, deeply, deeply unfulfilling, and you can't quite articulate why. Okay? So when those lights are blinking, this is not to shame you, embarrass you, or otherwise make you think that you're doing something wrong. This is just to draw attention to the fact that you need boundaries, right? So the first and most important way to do this is to make busy a bad word. 
So when someone asks how you are, you don't get to say busy in response. When someone asks if you're available that day, you don't get to say you're busy in response. You can give a specific, I have a call, I have an appointment, I have something to do that day. But busy is this word that we accept in our culture that means you can get out of anything you want, you don't ever have to be accountable for your time again, and you don't ever, ever, ever have to just acknowledge other humans as other humans because you can just be busy. It's like giving them a hand to the face, get away from me, busy. Instead, you're going to introduce boundaries and standards. So boundaries mean that you choose what you're letting in and you're teaching people how to treat you. And standards mean that you give up the shoulds, the things that you should do, the things that you should care about, the things that you should be paying attention to for the projects, the people, and the passions that you actually give a shit about. And if it's not a fuck yeah, it's a no. So a project comes in, somebody wants to do something, and it's not a fuck yeah, then it's a no. A person wants to interview you, and you don't give a shit. Again, if it's not a fuck yeah, it's a no. And if you want to have a new hobby, and you're like, well, I spent a bunch of money on this six months ago, so I guess I should do it. No, sell that shit on eBay. It's done now. You raise your standards for the projects, people, and passions you engage with, and you get just that act alone gets you closer to your interior consonant and the truest work because it's showing that you're paying attention to all the worlds going on within you that you do not otherwise have access to. And when I say boundaries, what I mean is first becoming less busy, actively taking on less work, actively getting rid of the shoulds and the obligations and the responsibilities that are not absolutely necessary. We all have a certain number of responsibilities and obligations we've taken on that are absolutely necessary. And then we have the ones that are the shoulds. We should do that. We should care about that. We should listen to that. Those are the first thing to go. We also can choose to let in Fewer notifications, texts, emails, calls, news, appointments, meetings, and scrolling. In general, we tend to let in too many of those because you can let them in at a personal level, at a familial level, and at a business level, heaping dings upon dongs, upon bleeps, upon boops, and eating up every minute of your time, leading you to claim the glorious title of busy and frazzled and stressed and you hate your life and you kind of want to die, right? Notifications, texts, emails, phone calls, news, appointments, meetings, scrolling. You are in charge of those things. You are in charge of when you pick up your phone and for how long and to do what. You are in charge of the appointments you have. You are in charge of the meetings you take on, mostly because I'm talking to business owners. Maybe if you have a day job, you're not in charge of your appointments or meetings. But you're in charge of how often your phone ding-dongs, beep, boops, or bleeps right? Because you can turn all the notifications off on your phone. That's one of the things that the people coming to Brave did. All notifications off. Phone in do not disturb mode. You have access to 10% more of your interior continent right then. Busy and focused are not the same thing. And your truest work is going to require focus. Busy prevents your truest work. Focused facilitates it. And not being busy doesn't mean you don't do any work. It means that you do focused work, that you're doing this at this time, this at this time, this at this time, this at this time, versus sitting down, saying you're busy, being completely overwhelmed by a mountain of tasks, spinning your wheels for an hour and a half, scrolling for half an hour, scrolling for another 10 minutes, posting to Instagram, checking on your posts, and then you have to, you're done for the day. That's it. 
Focused means you're often getting way more done because you know exactly what you're going to do in what order and you've made the boundaries that make that work possible. Focus means you hold boundaries. You hold boundaries by saying no, by limiting physical world interruptions as much as possible. Your phone exists in the physical world. By saying yes to your relationship with the three threads. You also decide what other people's money can and cannot buy. Most people default to money can buy anything. Money can buy anything I have to offer. Money can buy any of my time. Money can buy any of my resources. Money can buy any of my ability to be erupted, interrupted at any point. But the thing is, that's a choice. That's something that you decide to let in. I have a friend who's very successful, makes easily 14 times more money than I do on any given day or week. However, He has no ability to say, your money is no good here. You are treating me like shit. This is not acceptable. This is not okay. I'm actually, I'm, I'm, I'm busy for the month. He has no upper threshold on busy. So if there are X spots available, X plus 10 is also acceptable. It's fine. It's fine. And if there are X hours in a day to get something done, well, he can just sacrifice sleep. And so he gets three to four hours of sleep a night. That is the physical world and boundaries taken to their natural end, which is if you don't decide what money can and cannot buy, then you're going to run into that and it's going to be challenging and all you're going to have is the physical world and you're going to have no time in your interior continent. You're also going to master the fine art of saying no when you get into boundaries. And again, boundaries protect the three threads. The three threads are the physical world Um, the interior continent, and your truest work. This is why boundaries are so important. This is why you fucking care because they protect all of the things that are the most sacred and holy and beautiful and wonderful in this lifetime. And if you're like, I don't know what this has to do with me, Kristen, you have true work. It's possible that your truest, best, deepest work is something that you're already doing but that you haven't given the time or attention that it truly requires. It's also possible that you have no idea what your truest work is, but until you access the interior continent, you're not going to know. The interior continent means all of the things that you can only access deep within you by being willing to sit with yourself, with your thoughts, with your messiness, with your humanity. And if you're not willing to engage in there, listening to yourself, you're not going to find what you seek elsewhere. And that sucks. Because if I could just buy what I know about my interior continent, I would, but you can't, so I don't. So boundaries, the fine art of saying no is making space for what is and making space for what's next. Saying no makes room for yes. If you're like, this is all very hippy dippy. Okay, here are 10 things that you can say no to right now. Grab a pen, grab a piece of paper. You're going to say no to some shit right now. Here are 10 things to quit that you might not have considered. Email lists you should like or should care about. Anything that you're like, I'll read that later, but you don't feel compelled to read now, or you feel like it should be useful or important, yeah, ditch it. Quit perfection porn across all social media platforms. Perfection porn being those things that make you feel like shit just by looking or watching. The people that have it so together that you're like, how do they do it? But you're not learning anything else from them. You're just watching them because they're perfect. Yeah, quit those people. The person that you're insanely jealous of and want to be, like if you could just unzip their skin and zip it onto you, you would. Stop following that person. Your life will change so much when you stop following that person. 
being stop being base Facebook friends with the person that drives you insane every day. Stop any committees, boards, groups, or clubs that give you a sense of dread or loathing when you think about them. Quit any client who causes your solar plexus to contract when you see an email from them in your inbox. Your solar plexus being right above your belly button, about two inches above it. Anything that causes a tightening there, any human that causes a tightening there, watch. Watch that because that constriction is often a sign of your body trying to tell you that something is off or wrong or not going well. Quit those clients. Refund the money. Give it back. Do not care. It's over. Quit unrealistic challenges that set you up for failure, i.e. 90 days of P90X in a row, right? What do you do on day 91 and day 92 and day 93? And yeah, you just fell off a giant cliff. And then the pattern begins again and you do P90X again in two years. Quit the safety of doing the thing you've always done if you know that the thing that you've always done is over. Quit going it alone. This is a whole other thing that's coming later in, uh, in Brave for the people that are there. And um, you're going to stop it and ask for help. Ask for help. Ask for help. Ask for help. Take a look at your bank account. Quit those services you bought but no longer use. And now they just take up nine ninety nine a month every month, or twelve ninety nine, or fourteen ninety nine, or sixteen ninety nine, or some amount of money that you're like, oh god, there are five of those services to cancel. Now I have eighty dollars a month. That's over a thousand dollars a year. Oh, nine hundred sixty dollars a year. It's a lot. You can quit sports. You can quit fashion. You can quit caring about fashion. You can quit your bathroom scale. You can just never weigh yourself again. Done. That's an option. For thousands and thousands of years, humans didn't have the option of weighing themselves, and so it's not important that you be able to weigh yourself now. Just quit it. You can unfollow. You can unsubscribe. You can ignore. You can quit. You can give up. Also, Facebook groups. Just quit them. Just quit. Any Facebook group with more than 1,000 people in it is useless most of the time. And then you keep it... Like you're still a member because maybe at some point you'll need to be in there because maybe somebody will be able to answer a question you have, but eh, just quit it. It's okay. Unsubscribe. Ignore. You're allowed to ignore just about anything in the world if you would like. You're also allowed to give up. I've quit paying any attention to a mentor that I paid 20 grand to work with. I've quit paying attention to the person I want to be. I've quit playing on Facebook for more than a few hours a day. I've quit trying to buy clothes online because um, I want to I try them on. And you can't try on clothes online. Saying no more blank is also a way of saying no. So no more downloading freebies that you never look at. No more downloading freebies that you wouldn't actually pay for. Because if you wouldn't pay for it, it doesn't do you any good as free either. No more signing up for services you quote-unquote should use. No more trying to make your dreams bigger or smaller in order to fit in. Either one. Your dreams are your dreams and they come in a size and shape and you don't really get to change the size of their sh shape. No more toning it down to please X. Your mother-in-law, your brother, your cousin, your partner, your sister, your kids, your whoever. No more toning it down. No more censoring yourself to avoid being not liked. No more sticking to rules you've had since you were small that no longer make sense or serve you. No more reading books all the way to the end just because you started them. 
Ooh, that's a good one. I, I abandoned so many books. No more numbing out with food or alcohol or drugs or reality TV or shopping or whatever it is that you do to numb out and not feel your feelings. No more pretending that blank doesn't matter because it does. We all have one of those. Like, no, this really matters. Just acknowledge that it matters. No more doing things the way you've been doing them because that's the way they've always been done. When you pay beautiful, loving attention to the three threads, to the physical world, to the time that you spend in flow, typically that points to your true work, and to the interior consonant, to feeling what you're feeling, to seeing what you're seeing, to experiencing what you're experiencing, then your whole world changes. And boundaries make the space for that change to happen. They make room for the next thing. And for fully enjoying this thing, this day, this moment, in every capacity. So, how to get to anywhere you want to go? You keep hold of the three threads, and you don't let them go. You hold them loosely. You let them do what they need to do. But you hold on to the three threads. May you find and locate and hold and never again lose track of the three threads. May you begin to pay closer attention to the relationships and rhythms that govern the three threads. May you master the physical world or at least get a better handle on it so that you can go spelunking in all the other places in the interior continent. And may you know today the very next step to take toward your truest and deepest work in the world. Thank you so much for listening. Again, this very extended version is your first class in, uh, in Brave. That's the lecture. So if you want the other Brave recordings, including Q&A and a couple of hot seats, which appear to be my magical wonder juice, but I can't do it alone, um, head to kristenkelp.com slash brave. Pick up the recordings for $99. And if you're listening to this far in the future and you're sure that doesn't exist, just go and make sure because they're there, there may or may not be another Brave coming up. That's yet to be seen. Just go check it out. Thank you so much for listening, and I will catch you next time. Thank you for listening. One more time, The Antidote is a series of monthly gatherings to help you come back to your body, your being, and your breath when it's most likely that you'll self-abandon. The Antidote is the antidote to trying to do Everything all alone, all by yourself, while you grow more stressed and you're generally freaking out and telling everyone you're fine, while quietly, or not so quietly, scream-sobbing in a private place between tasks. Let's not do that. Let's try something different. This is a really simple format. One gathering a month on the first Tuesday of the month until the 2024 election. So we're practicing the skills that we will need in November now. And we're getting really comfortable with body, breath, and being now. And that's available to you at jointheantidote.com. There's a free recording. You can sign up. You can get more details. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. Enjoy.